It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Vendors hoping to cash in on the record number of cruise ship visitors next year in Sitka are going to have to pay for the privilege. The Sitka Assembly on Tuesday adopted a new fee system for outfitters and tour operators, requiring them to bid on the limited commercial space at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Some vendors complained that bidding, which could run into the thousands of dollars, would ruin the friendly spirit among competitors who had previously had to pay only $400 to set up shop at the building. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. For the last 20 years, the vendor spaces at Sitka's downtown tourist hub, Harrigan Centennial Hall, have been available to local tour operators and businesses on a first-come, first-serve basis, with a flat rate for permits. But not anymore. When the Sitka Assembly met on December 13th, it approved a new policy. Now, those businesses will have to secure their spots through a sealed bidding process, with a minimum bid of $2,500 for vendors and $5,000 for outfitters. And commercial vehicles will be required to pay for an annual permit in order to pick up and drop off passengers at the building. With the number of cruise passengers growing, City Administrator John Leach said it was important for the city to account for the added cost to maintain the building, which in its current setup is operating in the red. But some tour operators who run their businesses at the city building pushed back. Andy Nye owns one of the tour companies that would be impacted. He worried that the new process would make the vendors competitive and favor outside competition. Right now, he says the businesses work together well and called them the friends out front. You pit us against each other with this closed bid. Now we're all trying to outbid each other. There's only going to be 10 spots out there. Last year, there were 13 or 14 people. So you're automatically going to cut three people out. I don't think we're quite ready for this. I don't think this is ready. So what I'm asking you is please don't vote this tonight. We're not in a rush. But Sitka is a special place. And I think this is the first step in turning it into those other places. Don't ruin the friends out front, because we like each other. We like working together. Several other operators voiced opposition to the sealed bid process. Some said they should change the permit time from one year to three years with a lower flat fee. And some said they should open up 20 spaces, not 10. Tony Rosas, who manages the building, said they decided to open up 10 spaces next year after observing pedestrian traffic snarls last summer, with a record number of tourists and vendors sharing space in front of the building at the bus pickup location. What was happening uh, late, af- late morning and early afternoon was at that point they were starting to line up to get back to the ships. And um, because of this, th- the big numbers of people that we had, that whole... Um, east side of the building was just jam-packed with people. And City Administrator Leach challenged the idea that larger out-of-town businesses would swoop in and outbid local vendors. I I know some of the argument has been brought up that um, uh, the larger out-of-town businesses may come in and and outbid, but under the, what's what's the current price for a space out front right now? Uh, Currently it's $400. $400 for the year. Um, So is there anything preventing one of those larger businesses right now from coming in first day of opening uh, and paying the $400 and taking that space? No, not at all. Assemblymember Chris Yestad said he was conflicted over the ordinance. Not only am I a business supporter, but I understand at the seat I need to look out for the best interests of the city and all citizens. And covering our expenses at this facility 
and giving maximum value to the citizen is very important. So I'm conflicted. All in all, I'm, I'm very conflicted. Yestad and other assembly members were open to the concerns voiced by business owners and said they would consider making changes to it. And member Tor Christensen said he'd consider making the lease multi-year or changing the bidding process from sealed to open and said he may even bring ordinances to amend the legislation in the coming weeks. Assemblymember Tim Pike said he'd vote yes to start the process, but hoped to see some changes by summer. I think I expect this not to be the final answer, but I think that it's important for us to put out it's for sure the framework so that people understand where we're headed and we can adapt it so that it fits the needs of our community. Ultimately, the Assembly passed the ordinance as written on a 5-1 to one reading with Assemblymember Yested opposed. If Assembly members do bring amendments to the table, however, it's unlikely they'll impact the permit process for next summer's cruise season. City Administrator Leach said that staff were planning to move quickly once the ordinance passed, and he wasn't optimistic that any big changes to the new code, which would require at least two readings at the assembly table, would be finalized in time to go into effect this summer. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. In the next few days, cold air from Canada will chill southeast Alaska down to its lowest temperatures so far this winter. The National Weather Service forecasts consistent sub-zero wind chills throughout the region beginning Sunday. The weather system could bring record-breaking temperatures throughout the panhandle in the single digits in the north or low teens in the south. Meteorologist Nathan Compton with the National Weather Service in Juneau says it's extremely cold for this time of year. This is something we like to call an outflow event. Basically, large amounts of cold air builds up in the Yukon, and it kind of flows over near the Haines-Skagway area, and it flows all the way down the channels, and it flows off the mountains to your east, and it, it generates those very, very cold temperatures, very dry, not really a lot of rainfall or snow with this, clear skies, but some fairly significant winds along with that, too. Compton says it's the type of cold that is potentially dangerous. Southeast residents need to take precautions. Definitely make sure that if you're going outside, you need to be dressing formally. Um, Along with these cold temperatures, you are exposed to any wind. Um, There is a wind chill factor associated with these cold temperatures. And it's probably a good idea to be very aware of potential for hypothermia if you're out for too long. Hypothermia can set in when internal body temperature drops just a couple of degrees. Compton suggests dressing in layers and avoiding getting wet or sweating if outside during the cold snap. The National Weather Service also emphasizes the importance of being mindful of potential plumbing freezes and checking up on the welfare of neighbors, friends, and pets. Compton says the National Weather Service in Juneau is still actively looking at when the extreme cold temperatures will let up, possibly sometime next week. But he says he expects cold and dry conditions to stick around longer than this more extreme cold snap. The end of the year is a time to reflect on the last 12 months and look forward to what's ahead. Metlakatla's tribe is taking this time to look back on the biggest things that happened on Annette Island in 2022. KRBD's Regan Miller caught up with Metlakatla's mayor to learn more about the events that defined the year. It was a big year for Metlakatla. That's why Mayor Albert Smith wanted to create a way to look back at everything that happened. Something that uh, um, I thought of last spring, we, we've been working on trying to get it together um, sooner, but it, it 
Evidently, we're getting close. There'd be another uh, big thing going on. But finally, the Metlakatla Indian community was able to release a 12-page digital book that readers can flip through to learn more. It's the first of its kind and, and something that I would like to see continue. Um, just keeping the, the people up to speed with, with everything that we're working on. Uh. One of the highlights was the opening of a new veteran cemetery. The opening was attended by Senator Dan Sullivan and Metlakatla carver David R. Boxley installed new memorial poles to commemorate the service members buried there. The Metlakatla Community Garden received a $30,000 grant for its work on giving youth access to indigenous food systems. The tribe also received more than $1 million in funding for a new boat launch, diesel generator, and a portable shredder. What stands out to Smith is finally securing the funding for an intertide to Ketchikan's electrical grid. The Biden administration announced in November that Metlakatla Power and Light would receive $10.4 million for that project. Getting the funding to complete the intertide project is uh, is something that's been going on for decades, and, and to get that uh, funding awarded to to finish that project is uh, that's a milestone we've been trying to get for for years, and uh, well, I was very proud of that. This year also marked a shift out of the pandemic health restrictions that defined the last few years. Metlakatla ended its COVID nineteen response in September. Smith says he's thankful residents can gather again. It's definitely nice to to uh, gather again, as that's what our how our people have have always been uh, um, celebrations and and uh, mourning our our loved ones and stuff. We we always gathered, and uh, and you don't realize how important all of that is until he, he, there's restrictions on on it. Smith did note that wildlife officials are still trapping the invasive green crabs that made their way to the waters around Annette Island this summer. More than 700 have been trapped so far. Yeah, that, that's definitely a tough one. Metlakatla also lost well-known and beloved carver Wayne Hewson this summer. Smith says he's looking forward to a long to-do list in 2023. Definitely excited and very pleased with how the year went. and uh, I'm extra excited to see how this next year is going to go. One of the projects kicking off in the new year is working with the Southeast Alaska Watershed Coalition on an assessment of the island's salmon-bearing creeks. Metlakatla's tribe also received grant money to replace damaged culverts that are blocking fish from swimming upstream. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mainly after 9 a.m. Patchy fog before noon, otherwise cloudy with a high near 43. South wind around 10 miles per hour. Good morning. Da-da-da.